Oh, come on already, said Martin, eyeing the miles of traffic spanning ahead. He'd been boating in this canal for he couldn't remember how long. He honked his horn, but it was drowned out by all the other horns honking around him. Is it called a horn? He wondered silently to himself. It feels weird to call it a horn. It definitely feels like a car thing and not a boat thing, and it should have some kind of nautical name, like a tin whistle or something. He had no idea what it was actually called, because he did not go to maritime school, or have any official licensing to be... driving? This... boat? He looked in the rearview mirror, and the traffic back there spanned just as long as the traffic ahead. The driver immediately behind him honked their horn, too. Yeah, yeah, he said. I know, I know. Where do you want me to go? I can't go through the boat ahead of me, he shouted back at them. They continued to honk. He changed the radio station, but it was just another ad. He changed it again, more ads. All the radio stations seemed to be playing ads, all at the same time. He wondered about the likelihood of that scenario, and dismissed it. He dismissed that idea because he started wondering if all the radio stations were colluding with each other, so that they were all playing advertisements at the same time. Technically, would that be an oligarchy? The one advantage of being stuck in all this traffic was that none of the crew would notice how bad a boat driver he was. Martin had bluffed his way onto the boat because the boat's previous driver really wanted all of this olive oil to get to Madagascar. It was his dying wish. Besides, Martin really needed the money. He had noticed he was getting sideways glances from the crew. Murmurs, he couldn't help but think that they were all onto him. They had only been at sea for less than a day? Yeah, it was good that he was stuck in this traffic. The boat's janitor stopped by. He was mopping the floor, and Martin felt like he had to perform being a boat driver. He thought back to his previous life as a middle manager and how he'd always have to look busy for his superiors. This felt very similar, but somehow the stakes felt much higher, especially since the boat's previous driver insisted on coming along with them. He wanted to witness the delivery firsthand before passing away. Martin noticed some movement in the rearview mirror and looked back to see the boat's previous driver lift a coin from his eye and peer down at him. Everything going okay up there? Said the man. Uh, yeah, yeah, just, just, just some traffic, said Martin. Yep, rush hour, said the man, and he placed the coin back over his eye. Kachunk! Something had definitely gone wrong. Martin knew that much. Had he hit something? Would he have to pull over by the side of the road? Maybe it was a problem with the axle. He wound down the window and looked out, seeking any sign that something was amiss. Kachunk! Came the sound again, followed by another. Kachunk! Kachunk! Everything all right up there? said the previous driver. Yep, said Martin. Uh, just, just some, uh, uh, pot potholes. Rush hour, said the man again, dropping the coin back over his eye. Martin considered asking the crew for help, but didn't want to look weak. He could feel their eyes burning holes in the back of his head. In a moment of panic, something inside Martin sprang to life. He instinctively knew what to do. Keep it quiet down there, he shouted to whoever could hear below decks. Don't make me turn this boat around. He stomped on the floorboards and the sound stopped. Are we there yet? Came a muffled voice from down below. No, he snapped in response. And it's 30 miles to the next exit, so just hold it. The boats in the next lane suddenly seemed to be going faster. He put on his turn signal and finally, after about a dozen boats, he was able to merge over. They moved about 10 feet and then stopped. 
Moments later, he noticed that the lane he had just left was now the one going faster. Ah, oh, god damn it, he grumbled to himself. Rush hour, came a voice from the back. He thought about switching back to the lane he had just left, but wondered if that made him a jerk. You know, a bad driver. But then a little speedboat swerved in between all the other boats, and that guy was a way bigger asshole. At least I'm not like that asshole, Martin said to himself. At least I use my turn signal, he thought. Wait, did I use my turn signal? Either way, it was okay. The traffic ahead was starting to lighten up. The crotchety old previous driver lifted a coin from one eye and shouted up, Make haste, my boy! I want to lay these eyes upon Madagascar swimming in olive oil! Traffic stayed clear for a while, long enough that they could pick up considerable speed. For the first time in this journey, Martin felt like he was really coming into his own as the new driver of this boat. He started thinking about what future drives would be like, and in his reverie he didn't even notice when the traffic ahead had stopped again. He slammed on the brakes and narrowly avoided crashing into the boat ahead. <sighs> he breathed a sigh of relief glancing at the other crew members, hoping none of them had noticed. But he himself hadn't noticed the large boat approaching from behind, and they weren't stopping. With a catastrophic crash, they lurched sickeningly forward. Once everyone had recovered from their shock, the previous driver said, no! The olive oil! It's getting mighty slippery down here! Came a voice from below. Great, just great, thought Martin. He pointed to the janitor. You, put that thing to good use. I have to go get the other driver's information. He slipped into his waders, opened the door, and stepped out into the water. Immediately he felt the hands clutching for his legs. Hundreds of them. He waded through them, all the way back to the boat behind. Did you see me? He shouted to the driver. You stopped short, said the man. They argued like this for a while, not noticing that both of their boats were beginning to sink. A stream of thick yellow started to rise from his boat. The old man was clutching a barrel labeled olive oil and weeping, his tears mixed with the salt on the road. He thought back to what the old man had said. Bobbing atop an ever-growing puddle of viscous yellow oil, flipping around over and over, it certainly seemed like the old man was swimming in olive oil. After a while, the hands from below reached up and began to pull him down. As he continued to sob, the coins slipping from his eyes. I hate rush hour, he said, as he sank to the bottom. Martin nodded. He was oblivious to his own predicament, though. His last thought before the hands pulled him below the waves was, Ugh, we never made it to Madagascar. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any nightmares or strange real-life experiences you'd like to share to see them become an improvised horror show, send them into nightmares at exquisitegraveyard.com. Until next time, I've been Josh Crowley. And I've been T.R. Appleton. Bidding you farewell from the Exquisite Graveyard. <laughs>